Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to a very special episode of the Multiverse Report. Today, we are interviewing author of novels, films, and comics, Simon Burks. From the UK to Antarctica and everywhere in between, my name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, we had a fun time talking to uh, Mr. Burks. It was uh, a really good interview that you guys will hear in a couple minutes. But uh, overall, yeah, uh, I've been very excited about this series since I started reading it. And I was really yes, happy that he uh, was able to pop on and give us a couple minutes of his time. Yeah, coming all the way from uh, the UK, not physically, obviously, right. but just zooming in. We did a, a Zoom call with uh, Mr. Burks. Which, um, unfortunately, the Zoom call caused some minor technical difficulties. So the initial cut of the interview, um, I think we lost maybe the first two minutes or so, um, yeah. which I, I wish we could have uh, Simon did, you know, give his introduction of himself. Um, at the end all of his contact info uh he reiterates um but yeah it's uh it i i apologize it was me on the technical difficulties <laughs> it's okay steve we all forgive you uh it's a bummer but it's uh like you said we only missed um i think saying hello to him and we missed him giving a summary of his story uh the antarctica series uh which is about a woman named hannah who uh kind of leaves her troubled past a troubled life behind um, she uh, loses her father at a young age and kind of spirals out of control um, and uh, eventually kind of gets back on her feet, uh, becomes an engineer, and goes to search for her uh, father in Antarctica, joins a research team um, in, Ar in Antarctica uh, where her father disappeared. Um, so uh, then she pretty immediately, once she gets to Antarctica, realizes that things aren't quite what they seem. And as I say in the interview, sci-fi strangeness ensues. Um, so, uh, after he gave a similar, uh, recap, I asked him if he had had this particular concept in his head for a while, or if he had, if there was any kind of particular inspiration for the story. And, uh, when the interview kicks in, he will be answering that question. It'll be right in the beginning of, uh, that story talking about when he took a meeting with the publisher Top Cow in Los Angeles. So, uh, and then we go on from there and, um, uh, we were on, uh, we had a, uh, bit of a time limit so we didn't uh quite get to ask him too many uh questions about uh his uh company blue fox comics or the game books that he writes not only does he write comics he also writes um you know like dice games not D D, but more like choose your own adventure dice games which are super cool so you should check that out um so yeah so uh follow simon burks he's got a link tree uh you can find him uh from blue fox comics his uh company you can uh, find him on Kickstarter all the time. They do one Kickstarter a month, whether it be for a comic or a game book or something of that kind. Yeah, that was, he is that was busy, crazy to hear. Yeah, crazy to hear. I've done one Kickstarter once, and it was the most stressful thing of my life. Um, he does one a month. So um, plenty of uh, new stuff um, always coming out from Simon Burks. And again, um, his uh, comic series Antarctica number 5 just came out. Um, it was originally a miniseries, which we'll say in the interview, uh, but it has been picked up uh, for an ongoing series. And the first trade of the first five is coming out in February. Issue six comes out in December. And as he says in the interview, uh, you can pick up issue six without having read the first five. So it's a good jumping on point. 
if you like what we're talking about and hear the summary um, sounds good to you, you can pick it up, uh, order it from your local comic book store, Funky Town Comics in uh, Camillus, New York. Check them out, and they can probably order it for you. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Is that a, is there anything that I'm missing as far as setting up this interview, Steve? No, I think that's uh, that's good. And if uh, if you enjoy the interview, feel free to uh, follow us on socials, like, subscribe, and uh, give us the whole you know standard spiel. Uh, find us yeah. at the Multiverse Report. And uh, again, thank you to Simon Burks for taking the time to talk to us. Apologies again for the technical difficulties. At this point, I'd say let's uh, let's get to the interview. Let's jump right in. And then um, uh, there was the point where this I, I went over to LA to sit down with the um, Top Cow people um, to discuss a story that they were going to put in an anthology. And I guess this, yeah, I, I probably looked in those notebooks, and this one was there. And I thought, okay, that's a good idea. I can I can work. I can yeah, you know, I can do something with that, and so yeah, I've always been uh, a, a big The Thing fan, um, obviously, and um, yeah, and uh, uh, so that's going to be part of it. Again, I always like stories which are sort of set in one place as well. So Antarctica gives you that possibility that you can't really go anywhere; you're kind of stuck um, once you're there uh, ish. Uh, so um, you know, and. There's not many places, I guess, that you could say that that's still possible. Um, and communications is um, dubious. So yeah, so that 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 really worked for me. Um, yeah, the, the actual number bit. I mean, I've tried to look back to see where the the, the you know all these ideas came together, and I, I cannot find it. But I know the panic probably of going into or sitting down with Top Cow uh, probably also helped. Um, whatever the word, you know as a catalyst to uh, create the the idea and uh yeah so that, that was really good um and and to, to go back a step to, to sort of explain because i always you know when people have comics out this is my first comic with uh, a major publisher um people sort of want to know how really and um and this was this one came about because we, uh, I, I run <laughs> I, I i run a sort of a a publishing house in the uk a small one um and so i use kickstarter a lot and i happened to see uh that top cow had a kickstarter going um and they were offering a reward which was to have a six-page thing in an anthology oh, six-page cool. story so basically i was there i saw it at the right time i i was fortunate enough to have enough money to back at the level that that needed and uh and I, I, I guess the experience of working, you know, me working for that with them and them working with me was, you know, good enough and we're happy enough. And, you know, that they, that they came back to me and asked me to pitch something longer than the six page stories. Yeah. That uh, clearly really worked out. <laughs> for mm. sure. um, yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm a comic writer as well, independent comic writer. And I similarly had a situation where I backed a Kickstarter, which got me, um a, conver a long story short i got a an hour-long phone conversation with comic book writer mark Andreco mm -hmm. advising me on my script which was like hugely beneficial yeah um, yeah for the outcome so yeah so check out those kickstarters people sometimes you can yeah. get uh, oh, yeah. some but, <laughs> pretty great yeah. uh bonus rewards out of those I say i mean it's not it's not even you can't even say you know you, you find diamonds you know in in the rough or in the coal sort of thing because most of the kickstarters there you know are good anyway so yeah. it's yeah. just extra polish on them you know you to, to to find something which 
um, could really benefit. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. For yep. sure. And um, you mentioned uh, the, the meeting with Topcow um, kind of being like a catalyst for the idea. I, I agree with that as well, that sometimes, you know, an extra bit of pressure can get oh, yeah. the creative juices going. Very um, much. Yeah. And well. you also, uh, I, I had in my notes, I was going to ask you if there was any kind of um, influence from John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, because yeah. I thought that anytime I think of stranded in a, a frozen area yeah. and, you know, something weird starts happening, that's the first thing that I think of. And I, yeah. I think is even in issue one or maybe issue two, a character says, we can't trust anybody or something. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This has got to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Now, yeah. Of course, the uh, what they're facing is radically different from what they're facing in the thing, but you can still feel the the influence, I think, a little bit. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because I think we can safely say that, you know, basically, I mean, a multiverse does ensue. Um, so yeah. it's, and uh, we have, um, uh, we, we see right at the end of issue one, um, Dr. Curtis, who's a, a different version of Hannah Curtis, um, who's taken, a, let's say, a, a more medical route um, to get there. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so she turns up and sort of she sort of extends her hand to Hannah after after forcing her with a gun and then says, um, you know, we need to talk about father sort of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, so it, it, it's exciting. I mean, and that's, it's always very enjoyable to have those sorts of stories where, you know, because we, yeah. we will do it throughout our life. What if I've made that decision? What if I, you know, and this allows us to then play out those sorts of ideas, although it, it is more than that, but there is a there is a sort of a grain of truth in in that sort of uh, approach to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, what One of the things that struck me about reading this book is that it's very fast paced, like it moves really quickly in a way that you're able to accomplish so much storytelling without it ever, it never feels rushed, never feels like crammed in. And especially like issue one moves so fast, like everything that you said about Hannah's backstory and all that, all, that's all covered in issue one. And mm. then you also, before the end of issue one, get to Antarctica and encounter this threat. Um, mm. It's just like, were you kind of conscious of that while you're writing? Are you trying to like move it very quickly? Is that purposeful or like, I, and then on the contrary, like, how do you know if it is too much? Like, have you, was it ever a point where you're like, okay, no, I got to save that for the next issue? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yes, uh, it's, it's conscious that. I mean, having again running Blue Fox and writing independent comics that I have done since 2015 or 2014, um, the comics I write and being an independent publisher are much more slower pace. They're not, you know, that they 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 well, they have their own pace, shall we say? Right. Yeah. But I, you know, I didn't think uh, after getting after getting the gig, I thought it's it's probably is going to have to be a bit more than my slow, really slow burn sort slow of. Burn, um, yeah payoff at the end really heartfelt sort of stories that I, I tend to do so uh, so yeah that was very conscious um and also yeah it's it's a lot of fun to uh to be able to do that and 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 very much the certainly in the second arc there there are sort of i have lots of different versions of the books and uh, of the of each issue and it changes a lot oh, wow. yeah yeah and i'm picking bits out from you know now, I, I write it and I, and I let let it lie for a day or so or two days and come back and say, okay, no, that's not good enough. And and so it's that sort of thing. So I have to write it, uh, have to, yeah, leave it, come back, 
read through is is the pacing right yeah it, you know is it is it just is it good enough it, um, i think probably is the first thing um uh, and is it exciting enough is it mysterious enough does it does it give enough uh reveals in it it's uh and and a lot of the time i'm very lucky uh and um the part of my brain that i have no control over is sorting that stuff out uh and then you know just lets me know when it needs to yes, um yeah. which is jolly jolly helpful um but uh yeah it's uh yeah but i'm i'm, I'm pleased you're finding it um you know fast paced or or, or oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. well yeah, that's absolutely. i i think it's one of those two where uh reading the 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 initial i was like okay we're at breakneck like introduction going at it and then i was thinking like it's going to take a step back and it just it keeps going and yeah. it's <laughs> yeah the pacing is yeah. it's constant and moving mm -hmm. and um i know you mentioned uh you mentioned in conversation there the second arc uh mm. for anyone who is listening to this and didn't know uh, originally uh, an article was planned as a mini uh it has been picked up as an ongoing i believe correct yes that's correct yeah so uh if uh if you pick it up and you enjoy it as we did uh you can definitely find more of it which is it's great yeah. to, great to see yeah um, it was i'm sorry yeah. do you have like without uh uh without really like kind of spoiling anything is there anything that you can kind of tease for like the ongoing uh the on, uh, as as the story moves forward yeah it, it doesn't get any slower <laughs> um, <laughs> good good and uh but we go back 15 years is is oh, arc okay. two um yeah uh, arc two i'd already written three and a half issues of worth before before i'd gone because i was fortunate enough to go to san diego comic con for the first time this year uh and and be and be sort of like a, a guest sort of and sit at the top cow booth and sign comics so it was just kind of lots and lots of dreams coming true yeah um so that was uh so yeah so we, we it was still just a mini series then but I was I was doing I do a lot of writing either in cafes or on trains seems to be the two things that work for me, um, and so and I was doing a lot of train journeys before um, before San Diego and uh, I just sat there and I just actually thought okay well I've written these five issues now and, and and what would be kind of the next what feels right to do next and uh, and it just so happens and I thought well if it you know, if it does get picked up and it's all, all ifs and buts. Um, the next issue would be in December. So I thought, as a Doctor Who fan as well, and we have Christmas episodes a lot, and, and just generally, I maybe the US do it as well, but the UK, lots of Christmas episodes of things, sure. of sort yeah. of cult TV. Um, but also I thought, Doctor, yeah. Who's, Doctor Who specifically is like big for the Christmas episodes. That's like yeah. a big event. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I thought it'd be really fun just to uh, just to write an issue uh, for December, which would be just like a like a Christmas issue and stuff like that. Uh, and and yeah, lo and behold, uh, we've now got yeah. It's th this one single story in one issue is now the whole arc. So it's five oh, issues. Cool. So and uh, yeah, and lots of weird. Yeah, it's great. It's lots of fun. Um, so I already had three and a half issues written, and uh, and when I went over to San Diego, I did drop that hint. I said, by the way, should it happen? Should you think want to go any further? I do have more of it. Um, and then I remember I came back the next day and they said. Yes, actually, we'd like to we'd like to have a second sort of season, or second that's, arc. Um, so I thought, oh, that's really good. And then I came back the day after and said, okay. And they said we're going to make it an ongoing series. So I, it just it was just unbelievable. And messaging uh, Woody Roberts, who does the art, and, and Lyndon White, who does the let does lettering. 
yeah, just messaged him saying, oh, yeah, they, they you know, really, you know, it was happy times. Um, I remember them fondly. Um, so, yeah, so it's really good. So, you know, you can go back 15 years. So in that sense, in, um, you don't really need to sort of read the first arc kind of thing um, because we're styling before and we don't flash forward. We, we stay in this time period, uh, although we do flash back even further. But anyway, um, but yeah, so we do that. Uh, it's... Um, yeah, it's we see more of why why characters are like they are. I think is what we see. We see a lot more of Jerome, who is Hannah's father. Um, really, yeah, he's he's in it a lot. Um, and yeah, and we introduce a new character at the end of issue five, uh, Doctor Gohul. And basically, this is also her kind of introduction to it as well. So you find out a lot more about her and sure. and, and and yeah. So it's. It's fun. Um, so we, we also um, with with we've got now Hannah is seven years old, and so she's kind of a so that's fun. Yeah, it's just um, a different dynamic. Um, let's say the nice thing is I'd already written these, so I didn't have that thing. They didn't say, "Oh yes, we want a second arc." And I thought, "Oh my word, what am I going to say? What am I going to you know to talk about?" Because I was always in in my mind, it was it was always a long story, um, and uh, I, I I have a. A great way of kind of sticking my head in the sand for things that I don't, you know, I don't want to think about. And I think that was one of them. I thought I'm just, I know it's going to be bigger than five issues. Oh, that's great. But, yeah. But so fortunately, and, and, and they said it was okay. So, yeah, so I'm very lucky in that sense. Um, yeah. I, I know, again, I know what the last probably five pages of the whole story are going to be, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, how you know how we get there is um it is the is the exciting part and as a writer i very much am uh, not a planner uh, i i <laughs> you know I, i'll plan kind of each issue kind of thing yeah. um ish and then and then you know and then they change because you know characters have character and yeah. uh yeah and they do their own thing so um yeah but we'll see so we'll see what happens um when we get there and uh but yeah it's a lot um, of exciting stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you answered a couple of questions that I had to ask you because <laughs> I was I reading five, uh, reading all the first five issues. I can't, I couldn't imagine where mm -hmm. it would have stopped if it was just a miniseries. Because I was like, he must have had. You, yeah. I, I, I knew I was like, he must have gotten the news that this was going to be picked up <laughs> earlier on because yeah. I don't know where this would have ended and how yeah. it would have ended if it was no. just the five issue no. miniseries. He um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the character at the end of issue five. Well, we did have to. I did have to change the end of issue sure. five, kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, but it still wasn't an ending. Yeah. What, what, yeah, with the original ending, it wasn't an ending. So, um, yeah. But it's nice. it's it's a lot of yeah. So I'm just happy. I'll, yeah. I'll just yeah happily sit in this bubble and. Uh, Say to everyone, please go out and buy Antarctica. Yeah, uh, so we can keep going. But anyway. Yeah, that's great. Um, I really also I wanted to speak to um because I really liked uh the amount of um representation that you put in this series, whether it be for like um uh, uh black people or people of different uh, people of color, as well as yeah. LGBTQ community. I especially love, and this is like a minor spoiler, but I also I feel like I want people to know about this. Um, the way that you uh, bring up, um, uh, you introduce a transgender character in, in a way that uh, was a bit of a surprise, um, but, and because of the multi versions of characters, 
that character is able to interact with a pre-transition mm. version of themselves and have a conversation that I think uh, is really cool mm. and is it's a it's a unique it's a unique situation that you could only have in this kind of story. Mm. Um, and it's something I've never really thought of when it comes to like characters meeting other versions of themselves or things like that. But um, I just thought that was really cool um, mm. and clearly seemed important for you to include. Uh, yeah, very much. Representation. Yeah. Yeah, very, very much. If you have a look at all of the, one of the big Blue Fox things is, you know, having representation in our, in our books. So, yeah. um, so yes, that's always been a thing with me. As a writer, I've always enjoyed writing female characters. It's, I just find it far more, just, I don't know, exciting and, and yeah. Um, yeah, it helps help my writing. Um, but yes, and uh, know, yeah, knowing um, transgender people, uh, and um, it's just just super important. Um, and and, and if, you, if you've seen the latest Doctor Who episode, bring up Doctor Who again. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's fantastic that, that it's there as well. Um, and one yeah. of the things that you know uh, Russell T Davis was saying um, uh, was you know you need to be able to you need to introduce um, the, the diversity of people in you know a, a, a happy non-threatening way people need to be able to see it and so then then they're suddenly not um i don't know they suddenly don't get scared or, or whatever they are right. or angry so yeah it, it's super important and it, it, it's it's lovely because as part of antarctica it, it just it, it made sense in the story and you know all of a sudden you know it's yeah with the character you know just realizing, you know, how their world is different. Yeah. Um, and then and what, being, and what could be possible and what could be possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, you know, it, it's the classic, um, is it is the classic sort of, uh, scene in, uh, I can't remember what it was called now, but, um, Mitchell and Webb, where they're, they're sort of saying, sort of David Mitchell says, you know, are we the bad guys? Cause we've got, yeah. we've got skulls on our uniforms. Yeah. You know, is that sort of thing? It, it's, yep. you know, he yeah. suddenly, you know, yeah, he suddenly, really, and, and he would, and he all of a sudden he thinks, okay, yeah, this is, yeah. And it changes yeah. things and, and, and it, yeah. And it makes, I don't know. It just makes sense. I think this is the crux. It did make sense, and I think yeah. I mean, without giving too much away, I feel like a lot of times there is, it's hard to, it's hard to believably introduce this character who was originally an antagonist, all of a sudden now is yeah. on the side of your heroes, and the way that, like, having it be through this, like a realization of like, oh, where you're from, it's not illegal, mm -hmm. you know, like that yeah. kind of. It was just like, oh, it's a, it was really like you said, a natural. Yeah. Uh, a natural turn and a natural yeah. uh, it becomes a plot point really for that character yeah. which is great it's great yeah. it's not something that feels tacked on yes, you know? it, it's yeah. like you said it's like natural to the story which I yeah, yeah, yeah. really yeah. like quite a bit Good. Um, so again you've written in a lot of different mediums novels, films, games uh, mm -hmm. comics seem to be kind of at a more of a forefront of your creative efforts uh, recently yeah. Um when did, have you always been a fan of comics or and if so when did you get into uh reading comics i i when i was say around seven years old i think uh, my nan used to uh buy me and my brother comics i used to get spider-man ones i feel that he got star wars ones um um but I, that makes it so it's a kind of i am a so i'm a spider-man person through and through 
I didn't really um I didn't really read a lot more comics and and sort of I don't think that that's probably that, that stage probably lasted for two or three years but after that no I there has been this big hiatus in in reading comics not being a nerd I've been, been a nerd all my life um uh, and uh but yeah the actual actual reading comics and I think part of it is because where I grew up the town that I grew up in didn't have a comic shop and if you don't <laughs> representation if he isn't there you, you yeah. don't <laughs> yeah. not yep. you know um yeah. yeah so it's so, yeah so I just didn't um I didn't really read them they weren't available to to read um and or if they were they were in some you know secondhand shop tucked away under a load of boxes that nobody could ever find and that's about the only time I've ever seen them um but now thankfully comic shops seem to be getting uh, yeah well getting more well certainly um there seem to be quite a few in the in the UK yeah. um which is lovely um and uh, yeah I, I just uh but you know I, I was always always a fan of like the you know the old Spider-Man films and, and this yeah incredible whole TV series you know the oh, Bill yeah, Bixby yeah. Oh, and all, yeah. all that sort of stuff <laughs> so that was always there so yeah on the on on a fairly regular basis I would be probably watching a, a you know superhero character of some sort I have sure. to say yeah um but maybe not in comics is, is the yeah. truth so yeah, I think I think that's that's similar to the uh, both of us have kind of gone through that like hardcore in the youth and then fell away for a while and then have recently I mean, come yeah. back in it, it yeah i guess with with a zeal uh, at this point uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it's crazy to go from a world where oh there's maybe not that many comic book stores or it's hard to find those kind of stories even on tv and movies and stuff and to now you can't you know turn yeah. your head without seeing a new superhero something in some kind of media exactly yeah 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 it, it, it's really good um yeah it's, um yeah Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, um, just to kind of we're I know we're uh, getting low on time here, but um, as far as uh, if you want to wrap up, I know that you like you said, you're always having Kickstarters. You just had um, a comic be funded on uh, for your your company, Blue Fox uh, Comics, uh, Powers of Fearful and Divine mm -hmm. um, has just been fun or maybe it has one day left, I think. But it's yeah, we've got a yeah. mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just recently had one of your game books called Monuments that was completed mm -hmm. on a Kickstarter as well. Is there anything else that's coming up uh, for you that you want people to know about? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, initially with my top cow hat on, I'd always say, you know, go find Antarctica. You can get Antarctica number one as a, as a PDF on the top cow website on their front page. So um, go pick it up, go have a read, uh, see what you think. Uh, if you like it, um, Add it to your pool list. I mean, that, that's all I'd say. Yeah. We've got the trade of uh, the first trade coming out in February. Oh, great. I, I was going to ask if there is a trade. That's yeah. awesome. Great. Yeah. So first trade's coming out in February. Uh, and so it's in. It's probably available to order in December, I'm guessing. So a couple of days' time, uh, you'll be able to start uh, being able to order that. Um, but yeah, and, and so the great thing is you don't need to have read the first five issues to read issue six. So it is great. perfectly possible to jump in. Um, when it comes to Kickstarters, yeah, I, I, I run, um, we run a Kickstarter a month. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I probably, I'm actually only 25 years old, uh, but, um, it's a lot of stress, um, but it's okay. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to find out, um, you can just, if you go to the Blue Fox Comics website, 
uh, there's a link at the top just to sign up to our newsletter and then you'll get me moaning at you I'm not moaning being very nice um, about uh, about stuff that we're doing and and right. being involved and we you know sending out you know always very interactive to get sort of um, people's interests but yes we've got another one coming on in December uh, one for um, called Corn Mother which is a folk horror sort of one shot sort of um, which is which is yeah very good and I think probably quite just it, it's sort of a gap in, in Blue Fox's uh, catalogue so it's it's going to be a good one but, but yeah apart from that you, you, had doing... my, you had Mike immediately with that description <laughs> yeah folk horror yeah. sounds great yeah I'm yeah yeah there's um yeah it's, it's getting lovely reviews as well so uh, but it's uh, not not by it's not by being for by a lady called Alexandra Lida who, who's the artist and the writer and yeah it's uh, certainly check it out but so we've got a link tree blue fox comics link tree then then go there all the links you could ever want and more uh, and i have a link tree uh, under s burke's writer so there you go okay great well simon thank you so much for being here today we really appreciate it and uh you know we'll have to have you back someday um yeah. you know when the next trade of antarctica is out or whatever we'll yeah that'd be lovely thank you very much all right thank you so much simon okay